Have the Conversation Podcast. Have the Conversation Podcast. Have the Conversation Podcast. The Have the Conversation Podcast. Have the Conversation Podcast. Real people, real conversations. I am pumped to be part of Have the Conversation. Hey, Leanne, be honest. Have you ever posted a photo on social media and thought, this is it? This is the one that goes viral? Every day. Hey, a girl's got a dream. Well, for our guest today, that actually happened. That's right. Maddie shares with us her story about the time a video on TikTok went viral and eventually allowed her passions to turn into her full-time career. I love stories like hers when without warning, your life changes for the better. Despite all the growth and positivity that comes with success, Maddie did open up with us about her struggles with anxiety while running a flourishing business. Anxiety is something we know all too well. If it's something you struggle with or think you may struggle with, the good people at NAMI or the National Alliance on Mental Illness can help. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental health concern in the United States, with over 40 million adults in the U.S. having an anxiety disorder and approximately 7% of children ages 3 to 17 experiencing issues with anxiety each year. Those statistics let us know that we aren't alone. For warning signs, types of anxiety, and more on mental health, visit NAMI.org. And for more on Maddie's episode, be sure to visit htcpod.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a conversation. And thank you again to Maddie for coming and being so open with us. Now, on with the episode. So we met at a party last winter, Mm -hmm. and I think you were still teaching at the time, but um, you were telling me all about this passion project side hustle that you were doing, and it had just exploded. And being a fellow lady entrepreneur, I had so much respect for that. And I was so excited. And so we're, we're really excited to talk with you today. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. No, we love when women take risks and follow their passion. So I just want to know, how did this whole thing even start? So like I've done art my whole life. My mom, my grandma, they were always like, you were two years old drawing, painting. Like I just have always been that way. But, and I, you know, like you being a woman, you're kind of told like, oh, you can't pursue like creative fields sometimes, you know, like it's better to, oh, get a job that you know There's will no always money be stable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my parents have always been really supportive. So it wasn't them because they know that I've been creative my whole life, but like just, you know, you go to college and you're kind of trying to find yourself. And I changed majors several times and I was finally like, okay, I'm going to be a teacher. I had worked in daycares and stuff. I was like, oh, kids, like, this is fun, you know? And I got all the way through student teaching. And I remember like calling my mom being like, I hate this. And (laughs) I just, I enjoyed teaching when I did it, but like, it just wasn't my ultimate passion. Like I did have fun with it, but I always was doing the art stuff on the side. And so I like would sell paintings. At first I started doing like watercolor paintings and I would paint people's pets or um, I did some like house portraits for like realtors and stuff in the area and like did stuff like that. And I was kind of doing that through college. And then when I started teaching and that was just like a fun thing. And then I started going to grad school and I was going to school because I was teaching special education at the time. And I was going to school to be a behavior therapist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was kudos to you. Thank you. That's what my mom does too. So like, it it was kind of like, oh, this is the right path for me. And like in education, I felt like that was what I was going to do. 
and I would be in my online like grad school classes and I would be working on like paintings for people and so I finally got to the point where I was like okay I probably should pursue this more it was starting to kind of gain traction and then COVID hit and I dropped out of grad school I know that's like but no girl that happened it's clearly working out so yeah it wasn't yeah like it wasn't really my passion it was but it wasn't you know what I mean it was a next step and when you did it you're like not for me that's totally relatable exactly so I did that and then COVID hit and I was still teaching um you know everything locked down and we were teaching from home and so then I had like a lot of extra time because not that I wasn't like in meetings and stuff, but like in some of my free time, I was able to kind of have fun doing artwork and everything. Cause I was just home as we all were for a really long time. And it just built up and kind of just kept spiraling into what it is now. It's crazy. Wow. It's so, so cool. That's so funny. I have a very similar story. I, I grew up very creative. I loved art. That was like the only AP class I took in high school was art. And I got kind of a similar message. Like, Uh, I don't know if you want to do that. Like you're not going to be able to support yourself kind of a thing. And so I did what my mom does, which is personal training, but luckily it turned out because I love that too. So (laughs) (laughs) that's good. (laughs) It worked out well. It worked out. That's funny. We're very similar. Yeah. So where do you get your inspiration from? Well, so like for people listening and everything, I mostly draw like dogs and things like that because I'm just like a huge dog person and we like to travel and do all that. So that's kind of how everything spiraled is like a lot of my artwork is like dogs going on adventures and like kind of incorporating a lot of that stuff. And I had, I'd seen that a little bit, but like, I feel like my specific style was a little bit unique. And I just kind of use our dogs as a lot of inspiration. They're like wild and um, and kind of, yeah, I love those. (laughs) Okay. Was Moe's, is Moe's from the office? Yes. Okay. I was hoping, I was hoping. (laughs) You don't hear of a lot of Moe's. You don't. My husband, he's a big office fan. And we always just thought because Mo's is Dwight's cousin or whatever. Yeah. He's like so weird. And like, I don't know. It's the perfect name for this dog, though. <laughs> Sea Farm Beats. So when you first started posting, when you first started posting pictures of like the dogs, did you kind of create an account specific for your art? Did you, were you doing it kind of just on your own? And then it started to gain traction and you thought, okay, like, I want to know how all that worked out for you yeah so I created my art account back in like 2019 back when I was painting like watercolor and doing all that stuff and I was in in grad school and I was just randomly posting I had like you know 50 followers maybe or something like it was mostly friends and family and like people locally and like in our neighborhood who had ordered paintings from me Um, It wasn't anything crazy. And then I got into the digital art stuff. I started playing around with that. And then I was like, oh, other people post these things on social media. And I would see like little cartoons or like um, comics that people would make. And so I was like, oh, that's really cool. And so I drew some dogs and then I started selling like digital dog portraits and still doing the watercolor. So I was posting a lot of that and gained a little bit of a following. And then I started kind of just drawing like all kinds of stuff. And that's when it kind of spiraled, I guess, maybe because I feel like COVID had a big part of it because a lot of people were just on social media all the time and a lot of people were at home. And so I feel like, I don't know if that helped. I post a lot of stuff about mental health. And so 
and like words of encouragement and things like that. And I think just it got shared a lot and then it just kind of spiraled. And then um, I also was still posting the dogs and then I kind of branched off and started my actual business about the dogs. So I kind of kept it separate. And so my main like Instagram I have now is more of just kind of like my journal of art. Mm-hmm. And then I have my business page also. So it just, I don't know, it just snowballed. <laughs> yeah. In the best way. Let's just in the best it way. spiral. I feel like <laughs> when you clarify that, was there a certain moment where it just tipped and you were like, oh my gosh, all these people just kind of flooded to tailgate pups. Was there like a moment or was it gradual? Well, for my business, so like my art account, like I said, it, it's mostly like just my random things that I just doodle and whatever. That one had grown um, over time and it took a while, like I'd say like a year for it to get to where it's at. Is that a while? Um, but my, <laughs> <laughs> I get, I don't, I post like every single day. So I feel like maybe, but then my business, I had separated the two so that I could have the dog specific stuff and that stuff that I was selling in the portraits. And I posted on TikTok a video of me making a shirt and it went viral. And I like ended up selling out in like three minutes when I launched it. It was insane. I had thousands of comments and emails and messages. I like woke up to my phone like buzzing. And this was back in January of this year. Okay. So that's, I think that's around the time that I had met you because it had like just gone viral and my husband was talking to me and I was teaching and things kind of spiraled and we had so many orders and I was just like, I can't like, yeah. 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 And I have a lot of mental health struggles and I'm pretty open about talking about it. Um, just cause I like to, you know, share with others who have the same, and I just couldn't juggle all of it. And I was like, this is my passion. I'm going to just take the risk and like full force go into it. Wow. I want to hear about that though. Like the thought process of making that final decision of stopping teaching and doing this full time. That must yeah, be that's scary, scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so scary. So I'll back up a little bit. So like last fall, so this time last year, things were picking up for me and my business. I was doing a lot of like the portraits, but then I also was selling stickers and mugs and um, a few sweatshirts and things, but it was not compared to what it is now. And I was teaching. And so during the pandemic, wearing a mask, it was like the whole thing and just exhausting. And I told my husband, like, by the end of this year, I want to quit. Um, next year, I don't want to go back. And he was like, that's fine. You know, we talked about kind of small goals to hit and like, how can we do this? How can we make this possible? Because first of all, my husband is so supportive of fantastic everything. And so, you know, that when you're married, you have to make those decisions together. Like I can't just quit my job, um, <laughs> but I like I kept going and then things took off and things kept going viral and kept snowballing I'll say instead of spiraling spiraling (laughs) up (laughs) yes up and up and up and like basically like every month had doubled and so we were like okay and there was some nights where I, I mean he was even like in my office with me helping me to like two three in the morning to get orders out on top of us working full-time jobs. And so I, on top of that, I also was kind of struggling like with my health and and those things. And so it was just like, I have to, I need to take a step back. And because I can't, there's like a quote and I can't remember what it is. It's I'm, I don't, I can't remember, but it's like, 
you can't do two things like half ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, you can yeah. say it. You can say it. <laughs> do it with your whole ass. Yeah. <laughs> yes. exactly. The entire ass. <laughs> exactly. Don't do two things half ass. You need to do one thing. Yeah, you have some decisions to make. Like you said, if if your health was being affected and if you struggle with mental health, I mean, I can only imagine how heavy that is to like carry, Mm -hmm. especially when you're like making decisions based upon things that are are good and steady and you can do and you can do well and they're enjoyable versus really just going for it and having no idea what can happen. I think that's so damn cool. Thank you. What about it is still getting you out of bed every day and excited? What's really cool to me is I had a certain product that was selling really well. And basically that was the custom pet portraits and stuff. Of course, people want their dog drawn and everything. But I think the coolest thing for me is like when people are out wearing, like I'm wearing one right now, but wearing my art. Like when I think about it that way is like my art is out there. We've now have thousands of sales. I have people all over the country, some people in Canada, um, wearing my stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I just think that's so cool. Like that's what keeps me going. And then like the feedback from everybody and just, I still can't believe I thought, okay, this is gonna like peter out at some point, you know, like it's gonna, but it hasn't. It's just crazy. Meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned just very casually that you switched from doing kind of like the hand drawn and painting to the graphic design. Did you self-teach yourself? Yes. How did it, wow. What What's that like? When I was in grad school and I was supposed to be, uh, I had, I want I do want to say this. I had good <laughs> grades. Um, <laughs> we don't doubt that at all, Maddie. We don't doubt that at all. <laughs> You were being pulled in a different direction, clearly. <laughs> like I was sitting in class not paying attention. I was, I was doing, I was doing really well. <laughs> but I would sit there and have things pulled up or like, oh, I'm going to try this or, oh, I'll follow this tutorial. And like, I watched a lot of YouTube and I don't know. It was a lot of trial and error. And I look at some of my old designs and I'm like, mm, those are so bad. Oh, yeah. But we feel the same way about old shows. We yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cringe. Oh, I wish I would have known X, Y, and Z, but it's fine. You know, yeah. it's learning. And it's yeah. fun to look back and see how far you've come too. Oh, yes, yeah. for sure. That's awesome. So what what's your favorite part of growing this business? Um, this is like sappy, but my mom now works with me because we've got so many orders, which is I'm super thankful. That's and awesome. it's... <laughs> it's like really exciting and so I think my favorite part is just she comes over a few days a week and like we're doing a lot of this together and then now she's kind of come up with some ideas and like we had one recently and it did really well and so she was so excited and it's just a whole family effort behind the scenes like my husband my brother comes over like he's in college so when he was home he was packing orders it's just fun everyone has gotten involved so that's exciting oh wow out of all the mundane things that comes with running a business, what are some of the tasks that you've realized aren't worth you doing anymore? Or are you still doing them all? Or how do you balance the business side versus the creative side? Oh, it's really hard. Um, I get kind of stressed out. There was a lot of things that I was like hand doing that, like when I first started, I was making stickers, hand cutting out stickers and 
ridiculous. I, I did that for so long because I was like, I don't need to spend the money to buy them in bulk. What if they don't sell? And, you know, and you go through all that and it's like, I'll just make everything. And which I still am doing really a lot of, but not stickers. I've started to slowly outsource some things because I don't know, I'm kind of a control freak when it comes to the business. And so like my husband will be like, we'll just have your mom do that. And I'm like, but I like need to make sure it's done. (laughs) Yeah. So it's little things like that, that have been hard for me to trust, you know, because I've ordered stuff from companies before, like, instead of making it myself, and then it's not good. And I just, yeah, this is the control part. Yeah. 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 So a lot of the stuff that you make is now like apparel. How -hmm. did you go through the process of picking the materials you wanted or the, the businesses you wanted to purchase from? So a lot of it was trial and error, but I also am a part of some different creative communities. And so a lot of people share reputable businesses that they use and things like that. And um, a lot of, I will say this over and over, but YouTube is like the best because there's so many people who have already done it. Right. And then they'll compare different companies. And I just did so much research it was a lot of ordering and I have like boxes of shirts that are like terrible, you know, like just things like that, that I had to order and try out before, you know, I put it up, but yeah, just so much trial and error. It's like, that's quite an investment too, to have the trial and error part, especially, yeah, you know, you don't want to put out an okay product. You want to be super proud of it. Yeah, definitely. You talked about mental health earlier and I don't want to put you on the spot, but what do you struggle with the most now as opposed to before when you were juggling the teaching and, and this business? For me, it's anxiety. I have anxiety and I talk about it a lot because I just feel like we should. Yeah. But that's why we're here. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I know. So yeah, totally don't mind talking about it, but I have really bad anxiety and like a lot of it's social and It's hard when you, I started out as an artist, right? I was painting people's dogs, watercolor. I never knew that it was going to grow into what it is. And I'm so thankful. And like, I, it's hard to talk about it sometimes because it's like, I don't want to come off as ungrateful, but sometimes like I had a video that went viral, got hundreds of thousands of views. And now my business is where it's at because it grew because of that. But I also had some comments on there and things like that, that were, just trolls, you know, it had nothing to do with me, but I like would have panic attack about it because I'm like reading these nasty, you know, and I know that they're not rational means like they're not even talking to you. They're just a random troll on the internet, but it's stuff like that. That's really hard for me. And I had recently, I had one of my designs stolen. I posted about it on social media. I wanted to talk about that too. Yeah. Cause that's a really tough part of this business too. For sure. And that, and that goes with my anxiety a lot is I now am like afraid to post my art because I'm like, is someone going to screenshot this, send it to their t-shirt printer and, you know, start selling it. And so I have anxiety now from that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's a whole new one like this week, but yeah, so it's just a lot of it is social media based. And so I have to like, try to take breaks every once in a while because it's exhausting. Yeah. It is. But. Do you feel like a loyalty to social media because of the videos going viral? Like, and that's such an integral part of your business that you have to continue to show up even maybe when it's not healthy. 
Cause I know I struggle with that. We, yeah, we both, yeah. we both do. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, when you're like mentally drained and exhausted and then you're like, well, if I don't post then, especially with Instagram, if you like, I took a break last week because I was dealing with all that. And I was like, I just didn't get on my personal one, but I was still posting like our new products and stuff on the other one, because that's not as personal. Right. I can just post a picture of a, a t-shirt or a dog bandana, you know, and people will interact with it. But when I take a break from something, then Instagram will kind of almost punish you like, oh, well, you haven't been logging in. So we're not going to show people your stuff. And so then it's like, oh, is that hurting my business? So then I feel like I have to log in every day, even if I feel bad, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I hate it. So how do you, how do you handle it? Have you figured out kind of like a, like a schedule? (laughs) We're like, tell us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We've got our pens and paper ready. (laughs) Um, no, I, I don't like, I, I try to post every single day on both for, it's nice that I kind of split them into like my tailgate pubs, my actual business. Um, that's my job. Right. And so I have that one as like, I'm posting products and I'm interacting with those people. I'm sharing what customers pictures they've sent me and and things like that. So it's easier to like separate that like okay that's work you know and at the end of the day I can clock out and stop checking my email and whatever I treat it as a job a fun job um (laughs) but then like my other one that is more of like I hate calling it this but my kind of influencer page that one's more personal that one's really hard for me lately it's been I feel the need to post every day I posted something earlier and I checked and like Instagram's like not showing it to anybody and I looked at my stories and I had no views. I feel like it, I'm being punished because I wasn't posting enough. Mm. And so it's like, I feel like the schedule for me is I have to post every single day and be interacting with everybody. And the little social media experts online and stuff are like, you need to be constantly posting and interacting. And, and I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. We're human beings. We're not robots, you know, like it's it's crazy. It's such a balance for sure. What do you do for rest? Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you find time? (laughs) She's Um, like, what's that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I'm not like rolling my eyes. No, no. We all roll our eyes at that question. It sucks. Sorry. I had to ask it. No, no. (laughs) Um, I just meant that wasn't personal. Uh, (laughs) No, I, I just try to I try to keep my weekends for like me and my husband. I don't have kids. So we do a lot of like fun stuff on the weekends. That's just the two of us or with the dogs or with family. And I really try to be on my phone less on the weekends. Um, when I was first kind of, I mean, I'm my business is still growing. But um, when I first was really starting, I feel like, or even earlier this year, when things kind of took off, I felt like I was constantly on my phone Mm -hmm. because I'm like oh there's comments there's messages whatever people are asking me stuff and I have to respond but like now I've kind of set the boundary of I'm you know at night I might post because it's the right time but then I'm off Mm -hmm. um like I'll post something like a video on TikTok and because most people are on at night like is what I figured out and so more people will see it but it doesn't mean I'm necessarily on Mm -hmm. and then like on the weekend same thing I may get up in the morning and like post something I drew like a few days ago but then I, I'll back off. Like I'm not going to answer all my DMs on a Sunday because I try to try to take that time to rest. Sundays are like my big rest day. Yeah. 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 So is it tough because you do feel like you are posting all the time mentally when you're working? How do you 
decipher like, okay, this is, this is good content. I'm going to post this versus I just need to work and be present and get this done. What's your thought process there? A lot of that is trial and error too. And just seeing, I feel like I post a lot of like relatable content. You do. Um, and thank you. <laughs> I was like, we share it all the time. We love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I post a lot of things that like my husband, he makes fun of me all the time or not like in a mean way, but he, he's like, I just don't get it. Like the stuff you post is really good. And he's like, you know, we have dogs, we love dogs, you know, whatever. But he's like, I just don't understand how like you got so many fault. Like he just doesn't comprehend it. And I'm like, because my audience is people like me, you know, like I'm not my I'm not catering my content or my art towards someone like my husband, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, (laughs) most of my audience, like if you look at the demographics or, you know, like the age range is mostly people my age. And so it's, you know, mostly females and that have dogs Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) or, you know, or the mental health side of it. And so the content I'm creating, I feel like is just, I think that helps me, I guess, is to kind of roundabout answer your question, but yeah, yeah. it's just putting out what's relatable. Well, I, I think that's the beautiful part too, is you've clearly stuck to your authenticity because it's brought in the right people like you. And I feel like that's where people can get really stuck is when they try to be something different and then they have mm-hmm. to keep being something different and you kind of lose right. yourself in that. So I think that's amazing that you started that way and then you've stuck to it, you know, even when it's hard. Right. That's really awesome. What's the scariest thing about yourself that you've had to confront through all this? No pressure. <laughs> um, the scariest thing about myself, probably like the confidence, self-confidence. It's hard for me because like I have a lot of social anxiety to, you know, I'm somebody who likes sharing my artwork and sometimes I hide behind that and it's hard for me to put my face out there and take photos of myself and like put pictures of myself for products and things like that or like get on and talk about things and I've tried to like do like the lives on Instagram and I'm like so scared of it because I'm just sometimes I just don't feel confident in myself so I would say that's definitely the scariest part yeah I think anytime you put yourself out there, even if it is through artwork. I mean, you're, you're showing through that, but yeah, it's such a scary thing to, to step outside of that and really just say, here I am world. (laughs) It's very, very scary thing to do. For sure. But it's really endearing to hear you say that because I would have never guessed. I agree. At the party I met you at, I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed because I feel like you were doing reels before it was cool. Like (laughs) you, you have so many reels and no, and they're so good. We talk about it all the time. We're like, how is she doing all this? It's so cool. Uh, You need to teach like a real class. I know you don't have any time, but we will sign up. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So how has this affected you and your husband's relationship? Oh, great question. That is a great question. <laughs> we were just talking about this a couple nights ago, but he and I are both pretty like free spirited. I don't know if that's the right term, but I'm going to use that term. I'm just, I wasn't going to be like a nine to five type person ever. And so he's just, he knows that about me. He knows I'm creative and like he has been fully supportive since the beginning. He just always was like, you know, just don't quit your job and not be able to pay bills or whatever. (laughs) Please. Other than that, he always says, don't talk about it, be about it. And so like, if I, yeah. So if I tell him, 
hey, this is what I think I'm going to do. He's like, do it. What do we need to get to do to get you there? Like, he's my number one supporter. So, I mean, it's stressful at times when I, because sometimes I don't handle my emotions very well. And he's like so calm. (laughs) I'm kind of emotional. Mm -hmm. And so when I get really stressed out, um, he's like there to kind of bring me down. So I feel like we're complimentary of each other. But yeah, that's awesome. He's great. (laughs) What are you most proud of right now in the business? Just honestly, how, how far we've come. I would say just very proud of like that. It's still going. Um, I've been full-time since March, February, February. And I can't believe that it's still, you know, like still going. I, I keep thinking like at some point, everyone's gonna be bored of me, you know, and (laughs) no way happen. And so, yeah, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) It's, it's just exciting to see people still get excited. I post something new and sometimes I'm like, oh, people might like this. And then, you know, it sells out or something. And I'm like, what? I didn't even expect that. So it's just crazy. So then to keep the business going, do you feel a pressure to come up with new ideas or do you just put the new ideas out there once they come to you? I went through a little bit of that this summer, like the pressure, because as the seasons change, you know, right now it's, today's the first day of fall <laughs> yeah I saw that your post Yay. did make it to my feed so mine too like yeah. <laughs> good yeah so I'm excited the seasons changing can help because like right now it's fall so everyone's wearing you know the fall designs and things like that or like you know the holidays are going to come around and those are way easier to like come up with designs for but when you're like sitting there in August it's August yeah. you know there's nothing yeah. there's there's nothing going on right now. And how do I come up with? So it's kind of figuring out those middle parts in this kind of slower seasons, um, what to do. And so I do feel pressure with that sometimes, but so far it's been okay. But you know, like with the business, it's the one thing I will say is the really, really good months can make up for like the okay months. So like we do have that. So that helps too. And probably like, as you get more of a swing, like this is your first year. So everything's kind of new and you're still feeling it out, but you'll, you'll have more of like a confidence in those ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And so you can remind yourself in August, this will be over. Like fall is coming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Out of all the uh, final artwork that your audience sees and that we get to see how much of it is there that no one sees. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a great question. A lot. I, a lot of times I'll draw something multiple times before, like, especially if it's for apparel or something, um, before I get it sent off and ordered, I will draw it like a million times. I'll send it to my mom. I'll show it to my husband and I'll show my dad, like, okay, what do you think? Like which one, you know? And for the Instagram ones, a lot of times I doodle things and then I'm like, should I post this? Eh, not today, you know, whatever. And so sometimes like I may have drawn something like last week and I might post it tomorrow just because I feel like it's right. Or like the fall one today, I was like, oh, I drew that one like two weeks ago, but I was like, oh, this would be funny for fall today. You know, yeah. like yeah. I just kind of, I have a lot in there and then some just never see the light of you day. Know, they never <laughs> see social media. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah. So, so your photo album's insane on your phone then I'm imagining. 
Oh my gosh, I run out of storage all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you usually just sitting on the couch watching a show drawing? Do you have certain times of your day carved out for that specifically? Like what's your process? Um, so for my business, my typical week, my mom comes a couple days a week. And so the days she like those days are days we're packing orders and we're like making shirts and whatever. The days that she doesn't come is my kind of creative days where I can answer emails, work on the website, work on products. And I'll kind of carve out like a little bit of time to finish up a drawing or whatever. But a lot of the time, like we're sitting watching TV at night. I'm we're rewatching Game of Thrones from the beginning. Right nice. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah so, I'm doing that too. My dad just did it. It's good. Like to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. I could totally talk about TV all day, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll do that sometimes where we're rewatching that. And so I'm like, well, I've already seen it. So like, I don't need my 100% attention on it. So like, I'm just laying there with the dog drawing or working on something. So yeah. yeah. Is it hard to set up for the drawing when you're doing the reels? Because <laughs> I watch your stuff and I'm like, man, yeah. I need to learn Procreate because you just make it look so easy and so cool. You do. <laughs> Is that kind of what you're filming and stuff during your creative days too when, when you're not packing? And, and what's that all like? Yeah, uh, trying to film content is so hard. I, I, because I started this whole social media journey before like TikTok was really what it is now and like the reels and all that. And so it was cool to just post your artwork and that was it, you know, and people liked it. They saw it, whatever. Now it's videos are the thing. And so I'm like, I guess I can video myself drawing this because I just don't know, you know, I mean, like, what do you, it's art. Like, how do you make, how do you turn that into like the video content that people want now? So yeah, I'll sit there sometimes. Like the one I posted the other day was me on the couch (laughs) and I'm like, this and I'm like drawing <laughs> it is not glamorous. I respect the hell out of that because the final product is so good and you would never know thank you sorry it's I had editing. to ask yeah no it, it truly is and that's the weird part is I feel like art in itself it's just a messy process and mm-hmm. it's it's trial and error like you've said over and over and so to clean it up and make it this beautiful video from start to finish that's like a whole nother job in itself Gives me false confidence that I can do it. So, <laughs> well, I went through a phase of like wanting to be a YouTuber. This was see, listen, guys, I've been like all over the place. We get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who hasn't wanted to be a YouTuber? But um, I went through that phase for a little bit, and I had made a few videos just of me and my husband like camping and like doing whatever. And so, like, I learned how to do editing, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where that came from so I feel like maybe I just like was at the front end of that part but still I see other people on reels and TikTok and I'm like how did you even do that or like how did you do that transition so like I'm not an expert that's how we feel watching yours and everyone else's (laughs) thanks (laughs) I just look at him like no I'm sorry we're just not gonna it's just not gonna happen for us like I'm no time for that I just respect the ones that can do it and make it look so cool. So what ideas um, that you're working on right now have you excited about the future? I, well, without sharing. Cause yeah, I like you don't have I'm to be like, specific. Share, yeah. Then sometimes I go back on it, you know, and then I'm like, oh, I never posted it. I'm excited for the holidays. I had stuff go out last year that was really popular on social media, but I didn't necessarily sell it. And so I'm like, okay, 
let's turn that into apparel and stuff like that. So it's kind of fun going back, like we were talking about and going back to the old art that I had. And now I can kind of revamp it in my style that I have now and, you know, put it on shirts and things. And so that I'm really excited for the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait yeah. to see what you come up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it the one with all the mugs? Is that the one that took off? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's fall, but I'm wearing, I'm using the Christmas mug. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, stuff like that will be coming back. Cool. So cool. Oh, that's so exciting. So, so cool. So you've obviously made like a lot of transitions leading up to today. Did you start on Etsy? Is that where you started to sell your art? So, and yeah. now you have your website. What was the transition like to go from Etsy to website only? So yeah, I did Etsy and it's still great. Sometimes I think about like putting a few things back there. The problem with Etsy was that they take a lot of fees out and like I would be making this, but then they're taking out this and I'm like, okay, well, I want that, you know, cause now it's my job. And I had, like I said, I'm in a bunch of creative like Facebook groups and stuff. And I had asked a lot of people who had kind of done the jump, their advice and like how it went. And I saw other people being successful. Um, a lot of people have both. And I just felt like for me personally, cause I was juggling so much that I couldn't keep up with both. So my first real sellout product was on Etsy. And then at the beginning of this year, like I had had the Etsy last year, but then that one viral one was on Etsy. And then I had so much traction that I was like, well, people don't care that it's on Etsy or not. They just want that product and they want like these specific things I'm selling. And my following was like my little community that I have, you know, like they're, they're pretty loyal. Like I have a lot of returning customers. So I was like, they're going to go to my website. They know that the product that they're getting. So like, I felt like I had enough traction. So then I worked on my website, had like, I think another launch on Etsy, one more um, while I was building up my website. And then I just kind of directed everybody there. And it wasn't, for me, it wasn't a hard transition, but I know for some people it is because they're like, Etsy's kind of a built-in, what am I trying to say? Like market, people can just type in like dog shirt, you know, and your stuff might pop up um, depending on what they're looking for. And they don't care who you are, maybe, you know, some customers, um, but then some people may search you out specifically. So I thought, well, a lot of people are looking for my stuff specifically or my business. So I just kind of moved everything over and I was lucky. I, I was lucky. I feel like the timing was right. So do you have a grand vision for tailgate pups? Like what do you see in your five, 10 year plans? I, I would love to expand it and have it be like a bigger brand right now I like that it's just kind of family um it helps you know like me and my mom working here it it's helpful because we can be flexible or like if we need to go out of town or if there's some family function going on we're like oh okay we'll take the day off you know Mm -hmm. or whatever but I am not responsible for anybody else which is kind of hard but I feel like at some point we will get to that point or hopefully, yeah. I hope that I get to that point. My biggest goal would be, I always say like, I'd love to have a warehouse and you know, like all that. Um, right now, like I live in a house and two of the bedrooms are taken up with <laughs> our business stuff. So I think 
I don't necessarily want like a storefront, I don't think, because we sell so much online, but I think it would be really cool to have like an actual little office with a warehouse, um, a small one, like <laughs> nothing, I don't imagine anything big, but all the little goals I've had for myself so far, I've kind of hit, and so that's exciting, so I try to make a little little goals. <laughs> yeah. And that helped probably with the work-life balance too, to have your stuff, you have got your house and then you've got your office and you can kind of separate it a little more, make it a little easier on you. It is. I do feel like I kind of work 24 seven sometimes yeah. being that it's at home. And I do get kind of jealous of some of the people I see who like rent a space and that's where they go every day. But then again, I feel like I can, I don't know. I, I feel like I get a lot more done here. Like I wouldn't like having to drive somewhere. So I, you know, it's kind of both. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to know if you could kind of go back and talk to the girl who was struggling between quitting teaching and really doing this full time, what would you tell her? Oh my gosh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have like, I've not looked back at all. I, I would definitely say go for it. I was nervous. Like I'm not like I come on, I, you could, you guys said I come off confident earlier, but I was like, I, I feel like I come off confident now. Like, oh yeah, it was, it's great. You know, but back then I really was scared. Like being in school your whole life and then going from college to being a teacher and then working, I was a teacher for five years and that's all that I know. Mm -hmm. And then being like, I'm going to walk away from a full-time job with a salary, you know, all that. And just jump and it was really scary then but I feel like I don't know I I would tell myself don't worry about it like it's going to be okay and my husband was a big part in that too though he he was like that back then with me is I was like should I should I not and like I kept going back and forth and I don't know maybe I can just wait and whatever maybe I need to wait another year or whatever and he was like no I mean you've proven like you've made x amount every month it's not slowing down it's almost doubling sometimes so let's just do it like yeah. go for it part of that too is probably like reevaluating those messages you got when you were younger when you did want to be mm -hmm. more creative and oh yeah you know so it's probably like a mental game as well not just what you've always done but what you've always kind of been told you know yeah and it's hard and I I'll say this I'm not gonna say any names but there's people in my life who would say like, oh, how's your little hobby thing, you know? And that was around the time that I was like thinking about quitting my job. And I was like, how are these people gonna react to me quitting teaching for this? Because in their eyes, it's a little crafty yeah. hobby, you know? So yeah, I had other people's opinions in my head too. And the most important people in my life were like, go for it, do it, this is awesome but you still have those, you know, I still get that sometimes. Oh, it must be nice that your husband makes good money. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm like, you don't know what my husband makes and no. Yeah. And you don't know <laughs> what I do. Job. Yeah. Well, we talked to somebody on Monday who he said it really well. He was like, you only have haters if you're doing something significant. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not doing anything or making any sort of impact, people won't care. You won't get any feedback, but it, where, where you get the good feedback, you're always going to get the bad. And some of those people, it could be coming from, you know, a place of, I wish I could do what she did. I wish I took the leap, you know, mm -hmm. do you feel fulfilled? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I know that's all that matters. I feel like I didn't before, but now I do. So that's, 
you know, it's not perfect. There's a lot behind the scenes, you know, and I try and I try like on social media to share that too, is like kind of the negative stuff too, but it's definitely not perfect, but I'm happy. I get to draw dogs for a living, you know, (laughs) like that's so exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. With sharing the mental health side of the business, um, I'm sure you've gotten people who have reached out and, or can relate to you. Like, how has that affected you? It's, I like it because I feel like a lot of people, like there's trust there, Mm -hmm. you know, I like sharing my personal side of it because a lot of people do just post the, oh, here's all these orders I got and here's this and whatever, and everything's perfect and sunshine. And I like to share like, hey, look, I'm struggling with this or, hey, I'm taking a break because this is healthy to take a break, you know? And I feel like people, some people do reach out or they say like, hey, I'm dealing with the same thing. And I hope that like, I can encourage people by kind of the things that I share. Like last week, I was like, I'm really anxious. I had this whole situation happen and on social media and whatever. And I was like, I just, I need to take a a step back. Mm -hmm. And I hope that other people see that and realize like, it's okay if you feel overwhelmed to take a break. Yeah. Like, you know. That's one of our core messages. We actually did that in August because we also had a slow month. Good. <laughs> yeah, we've learned that August is the time to just unplug for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And you need to, that's how the ideas come back, right? And they come back better and, and you can step away and then you create new things that that people will try to steal. I know we kind of brushed over <laughs> earlier, yeah, I wanna, but I, I do, do want to talk about that. So Leanne, go ahead and kind of ask the questions that were, that were brewing up inside of you a little bit. Yeah, well, like, I guess I want to hear the the story behind it, how you discovered what was happening and, and all of that. And how do you handle it one mentally, but also for your business? Like you have to protect it. Is there a legal process or, or what do you do there? Yeah. So I am working on a lot of the legal stuff behind the scenes to protect myself more, but just for anybody that may not know, like artwork is copyrighted. I can draw something and post it on social media and, you know, Leanne can't take that and send it to a printing company and start selling it for profit. Like you have to buy a license from me or whatever, or ask permission or whatever to use that artwork. You can't just screenshot something from the internet, download it, whatever, and then send it off and sell it for profit. So artwork is automatically copyrighted for that. But when you get it registered, specific designs or, or whatever, pieces of music, whatever it is, when you get it registered, then you have more legal protection because you, like, let's say Target found my art on Google, screenshotted it, they would never do that, but <laughs> and put it on a t-shirt and printed that exact thing. If I had it registered and everything, then I could legally go after them. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of like, I'm working on that kind of stuff with my designs with my little social media doodles and stuff like that, that stuff, like I'm not going to register it, but it's still copyrighted. Like you, just because you saw it on the internet doesn't mean you can take something and just sell it. Um, And so that's what happened. I was scrolling through Instagram and there's like that explore page or whatever that, you know, suggests other accounts and all these things. And I see this model wearing my design and I just knew like right away, like I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw like a little snippet of it. And I was like, that's weird. That's familiar. And so I clicked on it and I was like, that's mine. 
because, and I know it's mine because it's my handwriting, um, because I do, everything I do is, sometimes I'll use a font, but not like most of the stuff is, you know, like on social media is my handwriting. Your handwriting is a font. I know, it's so good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Which I've like, I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Girl, I'll send you some links. I have some stuff to get you connected on that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I want to do that for sure. But yeah, so I see it. And of course I was like, and this is not, I'll preface by saying, this is not um, the first time this has happened to me. It happened to me once last year in the, in it might've been Christmas time actually. And it was on Etsy and one of my friends had sent it to me. And so I went through and everybody reported it and it was gone. But, um, this was like an actual store that was using. And so without going into like, yeah, of course, all the details, I, you know, I posted it on social media and I was like, this is ridiculous. And I, I posted about it because I'm normally not like a hateful person and I wasn't being hateful at all but I just wanted to bring awareness that like, it's not okay. Whether you have a small Etsy shop or a big store like Target or something, you cannot just download somebody's artwork and sell it on the internet. Like that is not okay. So I wanted everybody to know that. And I wanted, I have a lot of small businesses that follow me and maybe wouldn't know. Like if that happened to them, they might not know what to do. So that was kind of my thing. And it was handled behind the scenes and it will not be sold there anymore. But that design, I will say, is archived. I don't even have that design on my Instagram anymore. And I didn't at the time. So that means that it was, and it was from last fall. So someone found it back then and saved, saved it. it. And then, mm-hmm. so I have my eye out now for a lot of stuff. I've done some reverse image searching and um, yeah. So anyway, but it's just such a, like one more added thing that just doesn't need your energy, right? Like it's, it's such crap that people do that. It is. It's horrible. It's like, I spend all this time and let me go back to this. Cause we already talked about it. I wasn't as good of an artist back then as I am now. And so when I saw that design, I was like, why'd you pick that? Like, damn. <laughs> Out of all of them. I was like, that's when I first started learning how to letter and so I was like, it's, it's okay, but it's not where I'm at now. And so I was like, so I knew immediately, cause I've seen that design and I thought about redoing it this year. And so I'm like, you, you took that from last year. Um, it's not available on anything anymore. So yeah. Wow. wow. Internet's a scary place. <laughs> yeah. Especially dealing with anxiety to have to deal with that. But I guess that is part of having an online business, you, you have to look out for that stuff until I saw your post about it. I didn't even think of that as being a thing. Like we've, Cal and I have talked about Betsy. <laughs> I had a, I had a girl in second grade. I, I would it always get, We're talking art. Betsy's coming up. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta bring her up. Sorry, Betsy. And I, I, I hope she's become a better person since this, but I was doodling all the time in second grade and she would just sit behind me. And I noticed that she was like copying all my doodles and I was really pissed off about it. Like as a kid and she wasn't even selling it. Like she was just drawing it. So I can imagine like that's infuriating as a business owner. I can't imagine. Yeah. I know. Like my husband works in sales and I told him, like, I was like trying to explain it. And I'm like, it's like you, he was mad. He was very mad. He was, he's very like protective of me, Mm. but I was like, this is like you 
selling some like million dollar deal and somebody else saying that they did it and then them getting all of the commission and like whatever and you get nothing even though you did all the work and like you know like it's just it's it's just not okay I had another business reach out to me and this is a big business okay with like millions I've done some partnerships with some bigger businesses and this business reached out to me and sent me a post of artwork from another big business, like household names, and wanted me to copy that post and make that artwork for their feed. And I like ghosted them. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to respond to you anymore. It's just no mercy. Is it no awareness or are they fully aware that it's wrong, but they're just seeing if you'll, they know it'll sell. They want it. It's like, some artists yeah. they think will do it because it'll get their stuff out there or it's a job or who knows what. I mean, there's a million different scenarios where that plays into, but. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's so, it's one thing to create artwork and I've seen it before. Like I've known people where we create something similar or similar vibe and we post it around the same time. And then we're both like, oh my gosh, sorry, I wasn't copying, you know, yeah. like whatever. And like, that's fine. I've reached out to other artists before and been like, oh my gosh, I made this and it looks like yours. I didn't even know. And I'll take it down or they'll take it down, you know, like whatever. And that's fine. But like, if you're purposely asking somebody to create a copy for you, like that's not, yeah, it's not. Right. You brought up partnerships. So as you've gotten bigger, I'm sure you've gotten lots of people coming to you for collaborations and partnerships. How do you kind of filter through those and see who it is you really want to work with? Some of them are, seem scammy to me. So, you know, but then some of them are really cool. I had one with a bigger company. uh, When was it? It was like back in the spring, I think. And they reached out to me and I literally thought it was a scam. Like I didn't think that it was really them, their their, like PR people reaching out. And so I kind of was like, like for a little while, because I was like, I don't know. I have anxiety. Listen, I'm like, oh, yeah. very paranoid. No, I've written back. Is this real? <laughs> like- <laughs> yes. And they're like, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars. And I'm like, this is a scam. Like this yeah. is a scam. I know it is. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't a scam. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Good problem to have. But, yeah. It's just kind of having to be like, diligent about reading everything and making sure and a lot of them will like set up phone calls with you or like I I did one with Bath and Body Works that wasn't the one I was talking about but I did like a zoom like this with their social media team and stuff so like it's you know I I pick things I also like would use or like believe in you know there's some that they just want you to try out their product and and put it out and they're like I'm not gonna pay you anything and also it's like this random thing you've never heard of and I'm like I appreciate you but no I'm okay you know doesn't align with where I'm going exactly so awesome this has been so fun I feel like I still I feel like I still need to learn procreate after talking to you do it (laughs) it's so fun it's so fun well you make it look really fun and really cool so thank you where can people find you? Um, how can we get our community in touch with you to, to see what you're all about? I am, well, my personal is Maddie and the Pups um, on Instagram. And then on TikTok and Instagram, my business is at Tailgate Pups. And my website is tailgatepups.com. 
And that's where I saw all my cute dog stuff. <laughs> well, we can't wait to continue to share the messages that you create with our within our community, excuse me, and um, to see what you're cooking up for the holidays. I'm I'm sure we'll add it to a wish list or something. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much and come back anytime. Thank you. Thank you, Maddie. Yeah, thank you guys. How's your sleep lately? As a trainer, the subject of sleep is often a main topic of discussion. Nobody sleeps perfectly every night, but I have to tell you, I've never slept better than I have since I've discovered the Chili Pad. Chili Pad is a mattress pad that uses cooling technology to keep your bed at exactly the temperature you want all night long. You can set it as low as 55 degrees, like my furnace of a fiance does, or take it all the way up to 95 if you have no problem staying cold on your own. Our bodies need a dark and cool atmosphere to get the most out of our sleep, and the Chili Pad has been one of my favorite sleep hacks to do just that. Go to ChiliPad.com to learn more about the Chili Pad and its upgrade, the Uller. That's C-H-I-L-I-P-A-D.com. They even offer a new Chili weighted blanket to keep you calm and cool all night long. If you like what you see, use the code HAVETHECONVO for a special discount at checkout. That's all one word, HAVETHECONVO, for discounts off your new Chili Pad sleep tight. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, we invite you to come be a part of the HDC community. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching at have the combo for information on all of our shows, guests, and more visit htcpod.com. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe. So you never miss an episode. Talk soon.